Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Today is Monday, May 10th, 2021. On this day in 2006, Armin Mivis was convicted in a retrial for the murder of Bernd Brandis. Armin was previously convicted of manslaughter due to Bernd consenting to his own mutilation, murder, and consumption. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of Armin Mivis's crime, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes depictions and discussions of cannibalism and sexual violence that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the day cannibal Armin Mivis was convicted of murder. Let's go back to Frankfurt, Germany on May 10th, 2006. Armin Mivis was emotionless and unmovable in the Frankfurt court. The 44-year-old ex-computer technician had already been convicted for manslaughter in 2004, but a federal court overturned the conviction, declaring the grisly crime deserved a harsher sentencing. Armin wasn't shocked when the new jury found him guilty of murder. The judge extended his original eight-and-a-half-year sentencing to life. That was fine for Armin, because even if he never saw the outside world again, he would never be alone. His victim went everywhere with him, inside his body. Loneliness and hunger plagued Armin's childhood. His father and older brothers abandoned him when he was very young, so his best friend growing up was Frankie, a boy who lived only in his imagination. Frankie was everything Armin wanted. He was young, beautiful, and blonde. Armin shared all his lonely secrets with Frankie, like how he missed his dad and brothers, and how he longed for a boy to become a part of him in a way he didn't fully understand yet. Between 8 and 13 years old, Armin began having violent sexual fantasies. He got those urges when he watched the character Sandy on the TV show Flipper. Armin whispered to Frankie that if he ate a young man like Sandy, or maybe one of the boys from class, he would never be lonely again. In the real world, Armin had one close friend, his domineering mother. Valtraut Mivis was embittered by two failed marriages. She loomed over Armin's life, following him on dates when he got older, and even into the army barracks when he served in the German army. To Valtraut, Armin was a submissive servant. When she died on September 2, 1999, at the age of 77, Armin lost the closest person to him. He now lived all by himself in the ancient 30-room family home, alone with his twisted imagination. 
Armin lived two lives after his mother died. In one, he was a quiet, if strangely smug, loner, working as a computer technician by day. He attempted to live a normal life, even coming close to marrying a woman named Martina. Martina loved how Armin could play make-believe with her children for hours, but their relationship crumbled when she admitted to not wanting any more children, and Armin admitted his homosexuality. Armin then retreated into his second life, housed in his basement with his computers and internet connection. He felt free to be himself in the darkest corners of the web. He shared his macabre interests in sites like the Cannibal Cafe. Men and women offered themselves up for meat, or they sought flesh to butcher and consume. Armin was feeling his hold on his dark fantasies start to slip. Loneliness drew these feelings out, along with a need for a permanent companionship with a beautiful man. He craved intimate love through consumption. He needed to make his dreams come true. Calling himself Frankie after his imaginary friend, Armin began posting Lonely Heart cannibal ads toward the end of 2000. He sought a fit young blonde man between the ages of 18 and 30. Many men answered his post, seeking to be consumed by Armin. But reality and fantasy blurred in the internet, and most users turned out to be dreamers and role players. However, one reply made his heart skip. A user calling himself Cater99 sought a man to dine on his still-living body. Armin was 39 when he answered him on February 5th, 2001. They challenged each other, probing if the other man was just another fantasist or the real deal. Cater99 was the real deal. His real name was Bernd Brandis, a 43-year-old engineer from Berlin. His sexual fantasies grew out of hand, turning violent and self-destructive. So Bernd turned to the dark corners of the web and Armin. Armin exchanged nude pictures with Bernd. Then Armin sent a picture of his teeth saying he wanted to sink them into Bernd's flesh. A month into their blossoming relationship, they arranged to meet. Bernd would take a train to the castle train station, and they would consummate their dark, twisted love. Up next, we'll dig into Armin Mivis's descent into cannibalism. Wayne Simmons spent 27 years undercover for the CIA. When he retired from spy work, he got a big break. Terrorism analyst on Fox News. Then he met Kent Clisby. So I'm a real CIA guy. This is total nonsense. I'm Alex French, and I'm here to figure out who's telling the truth. Was Wayne Simmons a spy, or was he nothing but a con man? Imposters is a Spotify original from Parcast. Follow and listen exclusively on Spotify. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Now back to the story. On May 10, 2006, Armin Mivis was convicted for the murder of Bernd Brandis. The crime stumped Frankfurt's legal system because the victim was an accomplice to his own killing. Both men were motivated by loneliness and sexual need, with Armin seeking a man to satiate his hunger and Bernd wanting to be annihilated through consumption. Thanks to the internet, they arranged to meet and finally fulfill their horrifying fantasies. Armin arrived at the train station on March 9, 2001, and waited for Bernd to arrive. He was excited, but also reserved. He hungered for a young, beautiful blonde man with a powerful yet marbled body. Bernd was older and bald. But those reservations dropped away the moment Bernd stepped through the crowd. He was older, but far more handsome in person, and his body was fit and athletic. The first thing Bernd said to Armin was, I am your flesh. I hope you'll find me tasty. They flirted on the ride to Armin's large, ancient house, excited for their wild tryst. Armin led Bernd upstairs to a part of the house he had converted into a slaughter room. Meat hooks hung from the walls, and an old rickety bed covered the floor. The air was stale and old, like in a dungeon. Bernd was delighted. They quickly made love, but in the afternoon, Armin hesitated when Bernd ordered him to bite down on his genitals hard, hard enough to draw blood. They grew frustrated, arguing all the way back to the train station. Bernd was going home, and they'd never have this chance again. Before Bernd got on his train, he wanted to give Armin one more shot. Bernd thought that if he was sleeping, Armin would be able to go through with it, so he downed a bottle of cold medicine and a whole package of sleeping pills. They returned to the house and the slaughter room. Armin tried again, but not with his teeth. He grabbed a chopping knife from the kitchen, came back upstairs, and amputated Bernd's penis. Bernd howled in agony and then went silent. The pain faded and a euphoria overtook him. This was his desire. He suggested that they share the severed appendage as an appetizer. However, when Armin tried to fry it up, he burned the meat. They didn't get to share their long-awaited meal. Armin bathed his friend before helping him back to the slaughter room. While Bernd passed in and out of consciousness, Armin read a Star Trek book, waiting nine hours before returning to Bernd. He kissed the sleeping Bernd on the lips, prayed over his weakly billowing chest, and then stabbed him in the throat. 
A cocktail of emotions flooded Armin. He was sad his friend had to die, but the rush of killing felt strangely powerful. He butchered Bernd's body, burying the unusable parts in the backyard and packaging the neat cuts into his freezer. He waited two more days to finally have the meal of his life. He fried a piece of Bernd in some oil and garlic, preparing sides of mushrooms, Brussels sprouts, and potatoes. He topped the medium-rare steak with a pepper sauce. He set the table with his best white cloth and a vase of flowers. He prayed to never be lonely again as he sliced into the meat. With every bite, memories of Bernd flooded Armin's mind. Now, Armin would carry Bernd everywhere he went, forever. Bernd made Armin keep a promise to keep seeking out new meat, so Armin put out new ads and more men answered. On July 9, 2001, a young Austrian student stumbled upon an ad from Frankie, Armin's alter ego. He was sickened that Frankie was serious about eating him. The student tipped the police that this was an actual cannibal seeking victims. Police began monitoring the Cannibal Cafe website. They finally knocked on Armin's door on the morning of December 10, 2002. They discovered Armin's 50 meat packages in the freezer, taking some for analysis. After consulting with his lawyer, Armin turned himself in that same day and gave a full confession. The bizarre murder of Bernd Brandis stumped German courts. Cannibalism wasn't an actual crime, and because Armin videotaped the castration, murder, and dissection of Bernd, authorities knew that Bernd was complicit in his own murder. This led to a manslaughter conviction, meaning Armin killed but didn't commit murder. The prosecution team was more prepared for the 2006 retrial. They argued that Armin killed purely for sexual gratification. Armin's defense team argued that Bernd's death was either a mercy killing or assisted suicide. But the world was watching and no one wanted a man capable of castration and cannibalism to get off so easily. Armin was found guilty of murder, and the judge sentenced him to life in jail. Armin accepted the new sentencing graciously. He wrote a memoir to urge others not to follow his example. Although Armin regretted killing his friend, he admitted that he would harvest more flesh if he met another willing victim. Thankfully, while serving his sentence, Armin became a vegetarian. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. 
Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Daniel William Gonzalez, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 